Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 69. Uh, we got three races in this last week. First time to ever race in New Jersey. That was new to me. Bridgeport Speedway, uh, had never been there and uh, pretty cool little joint. I enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun racing there and didn't fare so well, got crashed or whatever. But and it stunk getting out of there. It was two and a half hours. Is it one of those one way in, one way out places? Yeah, and I didn't know this till we got to Attica, but I guess... There was a fist fight, and the cops were came, and all kinds of stuff for people trying to get out, and that's what even delayed it even more. But, that's exciting. Uh, it was two hours or two and a half hours for us to get out of there, and nice. that really stunk. But that's a cool little joint. Wish we would have raced a little better. I uh, felt like we gained a little speed there in the feature and was uh, up into, I don't know, the top 12 or so, and just was in a wrong place at the wrong time. I think the Zerfoss run over... Craig's right rear on a restart and flipped over and kind of landed on us and uh, tore it up pretty bad, but got her all fixed back up and ended up headed to Attica. Okay, well, before we move on to that, let's start with the stats. So it was last Wednesday, you raced at Bridgeport there in New Jersey. You were the sixth one to qualify. You qualified 20th out of 30 cars. That had you starting seventh in heat two, and you finished seventh. That puts you in the last chance showdown, starting second, finished third, started 21st in the A feature, and then finished 22nd with a wreck on lap 13. Yeah, we qualified. You know, we were like fifth quick in hot laps and uh, felt pretty good about it. The car actually felt really good, and I knew it was going to get slick, so we told the boys to take an inch stagger out, and these darn tires, uh, I, I complain about them all the time, but... Uh, Went out to qualify with 11 inches of stagger and came in, remeasured it, and we had 13. The tire shrunk almost two two full inches. So really loose uh, qualifying. And then in the feature, or I'm sorry, in the heat race, we just didn't make enough changes to get the car in the track good enough to transfer. And then made some changes for the B and started front row outside, run second for a while. And then it started to lay a little bit rubber, and, and uh, we were too tight in the rubber and it didn't turn on entry, so uh, kind of faded a little bit there, run third, but made some changes there for the feature, and did it. I, th- I felt like we went the right way. Uh, I think we were up to uh, 21st to 16th and was running around there, and then the caution came out, and on the restart, I got a really good start and had got up to 12th and into turn one, uh, Zerfoss, like I say, run over Craig's right rear and got upside down and landed on us, and basically that was the end of the night for bridgeport but you're if you're ever in that area you got to go check that place out uh it was a it was a really fun racetrack i would like to check that place out but i was at home well sometimes it just happens you know what i will say no the last two races of the week went well but prior to that i had decided i needed to be with you all the time because you had had a pretty good spell of not finishing races but that's that's gone now so my theory doesn't add up it was a good shot though okay so then we had you at friday at attica raceway park 31 cars qualified in the second group qualified 29th that was a really bad qualifying effort had you starting 10th in heat two finished seventh the last chance showdown start third finished third 
to the A feature, started 21st, finished 9th. I just noticed a, a theme. All three of the races this week, you started 21st. Anyhow. Triple seven. Triple seven. Okay, yeah. That ninth place finish was your second top 10 of the year, so that's a good deal. Yeah, Attica, you know, qualifying, we were just horrible. I don't know why. The car felt really good. It just wasn't fast. It was just, you know, I haven't been to Attica a lot. And uh, last year, you know, we had notes, but they weren't very good. And made us, I think we made a gear change that was wrong there uh, in qualifying. And then in the heat race, got a decent start, but then there was a crash, and I missed the crash, thank God. And then raced my way up to seventh. But what really stinks in that, they took they t- only took five because it was a, yeah. because it was a uh, no it was a three heat race no program. it was three heat race so six I finished six. I finished eighth you finished right you finished eighth and then somebody got DQ'd, DQ'd so yeah, I finished so seventh I finished seventh yeah I, I didn't know that that wasn't sure how anyway but yeah so needed to pass that one car just didn't get it done and then in the B main uh, you know got a not a very good start actually I think I was back to like fifth or sixth at one point and just got the wing back and started moving around a little bit and found how what makes a car work best and just uh really more of anything the last couple of races have just decided the car is not going to drive good anyway so i'm just going to drive the piss out of it and well there's a thought and uh i don't know we were decent there in the b and got back to third and was racing actually the last five laps i think we were the fastest car on the track in the b and then in the feature uh i started behind uh the 19 car and he's been really good lately and he's oh on. heck yeah what well, did he get all the way up to third or yeah something? and i just followed i just followed him up through there and and uh you know we stalled out at ninth and he got all the way to the third but uh, you should have kept a hold of him well actually he when he went when he made transition to the top i went to the top for a lap and i wasn't any good on the top so that wasn't i had to go back to the bottom and and just and and just beat the tires off or whatever down there but starting 21st and finishing ninth there you is go. still good well, we'll take it for sure. With no better than we've been, pretty proud of those uh, efforts. Yeah, I thought it was good. So we'll move on to Saturday, carry some of that over. You qualified in the first group, 27 cars. You qualified 14th, started 5th in Heat 2, finished 8th. Last chance showdown again, started 6th, finished 3rd. A feature, we already discussed this, started 21st, finished 12th. Also picked up the KSE Hard Charger, which is the second one this year. Well, at uh, Sharon, you know, it had been a long time. 20 years to the date, basically. That just means you're really old. 20 years since I raced there. And the last time I raced there, I was 14th with the Outlaws. Uh, oh, then you improved. And uh, we just, I think that was my only other time ever being there is once. Mm-hmm. But uh, qualified, you know, went out early. That saved us a little bit. And was 14th quick, started fifth in the heat, and and uh, was rolling around there in fifth, and the uh, car was working the underneath of me, and I could see him down there. And, you know, if you get one spot in the feature is a roll, in the fe- or one one spot in the heat is a whole roll in the feature. So right. I seen him down there working, and I didn't know if he was good enough to go by me, but I just thought, you know, if I blocked him in one corner and got him messed up, that that would kind of do away with him. Well, I, I did that, and I lost all my momentum. And I it did away with you, is what and it got screwed up. And actually, more than anything, I overdrove the car the last two laps and just spun the tires and couldn't get going again. And and went from fifth to eighth, and uh, was not very happy with myself because I was a bad showing. For just sure. uh, you know, made my you know it was myself. It wasn't the car or anything. The car wasn't great, but 
uh, made more more mistakes than I really needed to there. And then, and then the B, uh, you know, we made some changes and got got going there. It was pretty good. I felt like you know started six run third, so passed a couple cars, made the show, and then I mean the feature. I got a really good start on the outside, and and I think I got to 14th or 15th or 16th or something like that right on the start, and actually passed Donnie at one point there, and then and then uh, got to Craig and was going to rip the top to try to make something happen there, and just couldn't get going to let shots back by me, so then I fell back in line, and, and I think I ran uh, like 14th the whole race, mm-hmm. and then Wrightsville had a flat or whatever, and that moved us up to 13th, and then... With a restart with five to go, I passed George Hobaugh off the off of four, coming to the checkered to get to twelve. So, I uh, was pretty happy with that. You know, twenty first to twelfth on Sharon. Man, Sharon is slick, but uh, you know, awesome to see Dave get a win that after an awesome so race. many years or yeah. whatever, and just gives us old guys a a boost of confidence. <laughs> get a good one for the old guys yeah that was fun but you know that's his family's track they yeah. own that track yeah. yeah so that was really so cool. i'm sure he has more laps there than anyone or maybe he's just a good old guy well he's definitely an old good guy but man <laughs> or I just, a good old guy <laughs> it was just awesome to see him win that was cool yeah that was cool okay well let's grab a break and we'll catch up with questions of the week outlaw racing wings is a proud supporter of the wednesdays with wayne podcast Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars, micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Question of the week time. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, we'll take the one from a listener first. I got an email from Mark. He said, This past weekend, your nights started out rough, but you were able to turn them around. What's the main thing you do or the first thing you do when you start out the night bad and need to turn it around? Well, it's definitely hard to do. Uh, you know, it's it's an emotional roller coaster anyway, but uh, especially when you're used to doing well and winning some races. And, you know, it's not been good on my morale or, or my confidence or anything to suck as bad as we have you know but uh just got to keep plugging away and that's the biggest thing that i do is i just never quit working and there was a stint through the year this year that we were qualifying good but couldn't race for shit and now we can't qualify for shit but we race much better you'll just get those together so just trying to put all that together but more than anything is you just you just got to keep your chin up and do the best you can and just keep working at it you know i'm not a quitter and not going to give up so just when you're no good you just got to keep making changes and just you know keep your chin up i think your attitude is very admirable in that you don't get defeated and it seems like i mean whether you do or not you you don't show that it wears on you from one even i would say race to the next or even day to the next you're pretty good about you know if we've gone out on the track and say qualifying is not great you don't carry that into your heat race you just kind of readjust and move forward just keep moving forward well that definitely it affects me for sure it's just i don't let it bother me as much as maybe as some people or as it did in the past because it does bother me you know i know that you know it it's there's been times that you know it's been really good in the past and and there's been times it's really bad in the past so I know it just takes work to keep building and keep getting better, and I try to keep my head up to try to be better. But uh, some days, I'll promise you, it's not it, you. You're around, you know. It's uh, 
like I said, it's an emotional roller coaster, you know. Uh, you even went to my mother's house for dinner. Yeah, I was going to mention that. And she was she was concerned about my <laughs> mental health, but uh, you know, it's she just, must know something like that motherly instinct that she was asking me, "Is he doing okay?" And I'm like, "He's fine. He's totally fine." Well, she just knows that you know, and she's been around this all her life too, and and uh, she just knows that it's hard on you know somebody to be as bad as we are when we're used to at least winning a few races a year and. And uh, being competitive, and you know, I feel like that. Uh, just got to keep plugging away at it to be competitive. I think we're gaining at times, and I feel like we're losing at times. But you know, it's it's. I, I say this all the time to the guys: Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. Well, and I think it's kind of comparing apples to oranges in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. But I would say, if you just took a point in time from last year to this year. Overall, I think you've made some major improvements, and that shows on the track and the team adjusting well. And, I mean, that's one thing to be thankful for is that this is a completely new team for the most part. And you guys are doing pretty good, like, as a team, together, as a unit. I mean, It's getting better, you know, all new guys. It takes, it takes time for everyone to get in sequence of knowing what they need to do every night and night out. And, you know, we're three months into the – into the schedule and and sometimes they still don't know and it gets frustrating but it's just chemistry uh you know i think uh darren Pittman had a, a long uh conversation or a, a post about you know our chemistry, chemistry and and how the teams all got to work together and everybody's got to get along and we're just putting that all together there too you know it's 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 there's a lot to these race teams and it's not just you know, you see a guy that, that never runs and gets in a team and it just clicks, but it don't always work that way. So uh, just got to keep building with it, and I'm pretty proud of my guys. I feel like they're working really hard and and uh, getting better every night, you know. And, you know, these last couple of finishes, which is they're not wins, uh, you know, a ninth place and a 12th place finish the last two nights. Or, and we were and we were content, in contention the night before that, before we got wrecked, or maybe a top ten. But those guys see the – uh, you know the increase or improvement of of what's going on, and it makes everybody's morale a little better. And and uh, when when you're running better, you uh, you know we know I don't think we ever quit working hard, but I just think that makes all of it more enjoyable. So feel like maybe they do work a little bit harder. Right, that would be good for everybody. It's good to know that you're making progress. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of everybody. Like I say, everybody's morale's good. Everybody's everybody's you know really feel like that. They're doing their jobs well, and and, uh, it's only going to get better, hopefully. One other thing I was going to mention before I do that. Mark, thank you for the question of the week. We appreciate it. Hopefully we answered that okay. I know we're kind of rambling. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, was the Outlaw feature on Saturday at Sharon was your 200th start with Outlaws. Yeah, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that is a lot. Well, if you think about it, we've run 26 races this year. And we ran 56 races with Outlaws last year. So 75-ish of your races. In the last two years. So 125 of those in the last 25 years. Oh, it's not man. very many, is it? Not very many. So, yeah. yeah I, I guess that that's a, a skewed factoid. So when people see it online, I know all the internet trolls like to come out when they posted that stuff. But when you put it that way, it's not like 200 starts that you've done back-to-back. It's no, it's been a long 75 process. 75 starts back-to-back and... Right. You, you know, know so 25 years of, and so, then anybody thinks they can come out and just be an outlaw. <laughs> you know, and it's 75 starts consecutive that, 
you know, and 50 of those are, our cars were messed up. And so basically we've got 25 really good nights and I feel like that we're gaining every night with our cars now. And it's just unfortunate situation last year with COVID and everything for that matter. But but you take 125 races off of that for the last umpteen years. I didn't race that many 410 World of Outlaw races ever. You know, it was more like a few a year, five a year, maybe, maybe in a, in a, in a good year, 10, you know, I know in 2012, I think we ran, or 2013, we ran maybe 30, you know, and that was a lot. Right. But everything since 2013 to today, everything's way different. So, you know, 200 races seems like a lot, but like I say, 75 of them are just in the last two years. I guess when you just see it on a stat on Twitter or whatever, you think, oh, wow, 200 races. But then when you kind of back up from that and realize how many races you race in a given year, over the span of your career, that's just a drop in the bucket of. Well, I think I've had more done. starts with ASCS than anyone, and right. I think it's five hundred and fifty or something like that. Right. So, it's a you lot have of races. put in a lot of laps, a lot of laps, and that's not. And that's not even you know those are the ones that are people were counting. You know what about all the local races and all the races that just wasn't sanctioned or people didn't have stats or. You know, we had a conversation in the pit area the other night about GPS because at Sharon, it brought me the G because I wouldn't been there so long and everything involved and roads are different and and it brought me in a whole different way than I ever been and I was like, man, I don't remember it being this difficult to get in there, but the GPS brought me in some weird way because when I left there, I went the way that I remembered, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was much easier, but it was just weird and uh, we were just talking about GPSs and. I don't remember who all was involved, but I think it was David Gravel or I don't remember. There's a few of us just uh, visiting. I said, guys, you young guys have no clue of travel. You know, if travel back in the day, like no cell phones, there was no GPS. Right. And there you had was, that like racetrack directory book, and you had phone book. And you had maps. <laughs> and I can remember multiple times at Knoxville after the races were over, I walked out under the grandstands. And there was a roll of 10 or 15 payphones. I'd be on one. Uh, Steve Kinzer would be one. Sammy would be on one. Everybody was on their phone calling home and to let people know how they did or whatever. Gosh, that would be Because rough. there was no internet. There was no, yeah. you had to wait for the paper next week. So, well, and you were, it's not like you were watching your satellite TV in your motor home. No, it was crazy. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I can remember, I can remember under Knoxville, under the grandstands. There was a wall of nothing but pay phones, and there had to be 10 or 15 of them. And every night after the races, it was so crazy because there was me and who knew who was yeah. out there. You know, who you, know, you never knew who you were going to bump into. But I do recall Sammy being on the phone one time and when I was out there and, you know, multiple people. But, you know, I just that's one that stands in my mind. Oh, good old memories. No cell phones. No cell phones. These kids today wouldn't even know how to read a map. Probably wouldn't even know how to dial a rotary phone. Probably not. No, I'm sure they wouldn't. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, so my question of the week. This is a fun one. 
if you had to travel with the circus, oh what job God. would you have? Oh my God. We kind of travel with the circus. If, we, you were, if you were traveling with the circus and you had to have a job that was with the circus. Well, I would say monkey trainer because that's what I am right now. I train all you monkeys <laughs> to do your jobs. So monkey trainer. That's not nice. Well, that's the truth. Oh. Deal with a lot of monkeys. Is that right? But if I wanted to be, if, if it was anything else other than the monkey trainer, I'd always want to be the guy there rode the motorcycle in the cage. Oh, yeah. They still do that, like, at the fair. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that's a fun job. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious what your uh, circus career would be. That'd, that'd probably be, too, or maybe the the wardrobe person for all the girls that don't have any clothes on. They have those at the circus? Yeah, you don't know how the, what, the trapeze artists, they don't wear much clothes. You want to take care of their wardrobe? Yeah, I want to be there holding them when they come in to change. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I should have known you'd have a weird answer for that. Monkey trainer. Okay, you're you're qualified. We already run, or we're already in the circus. This is a circus. This is definitely a circus. It feels like one for sure. It's nice that you're home right now. I guess we haven't discussed that. You're back home for about forty eight more hours, if that. Yeah, big time dentist appointment tomorrow. Don't you love when I? Make sure you get all your important things taken care of when you're home. Yeah, yeah. dentist appointment. Who who loves those places? It'll be fine. It's good for you. So then you're headed back. Where is this coming week? Uh, we're at Terre Haute on Friday, and then we have the weekend off and run Monday at Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Okay. And um, that's kind of a crappy schedule on Memorial Day weekend. Too far away to get back home. To do anything with you guys and, right. you know, then Memorial Day weekend, everybody's at the lake. That's where I'm going. And, <laughs> you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. So You're just stuck on the road doing nothing. Yeah, it sucks because it's, yeah, that does. it's a holiday weekend and normally we race, but I'm not sure what the deal is with just having a Friday and a Monday race. I'm not very happy about it, but what do you do? I'm sure I know some of the guys it. are going to Knoxville to race. They've opened it up and said we could go to Knoxville and race, but... That's eight hour trip each way, and just doesn't make any sense to me. Because it because basically Terre Haute and Lawrenceburg are two hours apart. So so you're going way out of your way for no reason. Well, that makes sense. I mean, not to do it. I guess it makes. sense. Well, I mean, I want to race, but I just and uh, it's John's birthday, and it's just there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend that didn't plan on. Uh, I might go and. Hang out with my buddy Dave Axton. He's a high side guy. He's racing over in Ohio. That'd be good. On Saturday and Sunday. So I might roll over in the old beef and hang out, hang out with him a couple of days and maybe help him uh, get him a win. It's 12000 a win. On yeah, su- why don't you get on that? On Sunday. And you can get us some Mexico money. He, uh, he told me I could drive his car, but the only race that the outlaws have proved to run is Knoxville. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll find something to occupy your time this weekend you've got anything else to add before i go into my typical spiel no not really just uh, home for the week and excited about uh being here i'm i'm glad you're home. enjoying myself and getting all my honeydews done and i have not gave you a list of honeydews have you seen the yard oh uh, well honey i need you to do the yard well it needs to quit raining <laughs> Good luck. But if it doesn't, wet. 
You better get on it, boy. Right. Okay, guys. If you haven't done so, I'm going to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate that. You can share the podcast on your social media. If you do that, send me an email at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. I'm happy to send you a koozie, a sticker, or some other little surprise. Um, You can also email me at that email address with questions of the week. You can call the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. You can text us on that or call and leave voicemails for questions of the week. You do that, I'd be happy to send you something as well. Don't forget you can visit the merch shop. It's waynejohnson2c.com. If you go there, you can sign up for the email list and you'll get a 10% off discount. I just added that. Plus, we're adding new merch pretty frequently now. We're working on some new shirts. We've got different hats up and the wing panels we're picking up tomorrow, the little wing panel replicas so i know i promised you all those and i've been short on that so it's coming all that to say you can also follow along wayne johnson racing on social media facebook and instagram and i think that's my spiel you got anything to add no that's all i got well guys until next week keep listening this has been the wednesdays with wayne podcast we thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every wednesday for a new episode until then We'll see you at the tracks.